Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Jody Mayo, and you're listening to the Inside Street Photography Podcast. Today is April 3rd, 2023, and I come to you from beautiful Boston in the controversial United States of America. Before we continue with today's topic, let's just chill and listen to this powerful music for just a little bit. I'll be right back. How's everybody doing? I hope everybody's doing great. Uh, the weather's been pretty nice here in Boston. It gets very cold at night, and then it, the, the temperature climbs, and then it gets cold, and then it climbs, and then we all get sick, and all that beautiful stuff. But anyways, wherever you happen to be in the world, I hope you're enjoying your weather. Uh, first and foremost, thank you to all of you who have been listening, to those of you who've been following me on Instagram. Uh, always incredibly thankful for all of you. Don't take any of you for granted. Uh, it truly is appreciated. And uh, today, I was trying to figure out what can I talk about today. And I wanted to share something that happened to me a few years ago. And this is a uh, this is going to be a, a podcast episode about opportunity, about patience, uh, about being in the right place and at the right time, and and and, and a preparedness as well. And uh, you know, and being lucky, perhaps. So. I mentioned this in previous episodes. I really started truly doing photography just about three years ago. I went through this part of my life where I just didn't, I don't know, I've always loved photography, but I was never able to go into manual mode and go in there and say, this photo is going to look this way because I am commanding the dials. No, I was this automatic photographer kind of guy. And uh, I finally got to the point just about three years ago where I, I'm a manual guy. I'm not program. I'm not aperture. Pri- I'm a manual guy. I love to have control over everything. Although I have to say, I did delve a little bit with aperture priority the other day. And, uh, you know, got, got to learn my skills, right? I, I need to learn so that if somebody asks me, uh, particularly if I want to get into this vein of, of being an educator in photography, I need to know all this stuff. So we learn as we go along. And, uh, and I get the concept. I just choose to go manual. I don't know what to tell you, but in any event, um, so this is a, a podcast about opportunity, uh, and taking advantage of it, uh, particularly when it lands right in front of you. So I started doing photography about three years ago and, uh, I found myself in Boston on, uh, I think it was the beginning of June, 2020. It was right as they were almost ready to lift, some of the restrictions from the uh, from the COVID outbreak. This is at the very beginning. I think we they they put us on lockdown in March of 2020, and then by the time like May June came around, they were starting to talk at least in the Boston area about releasing some of the um, uh, the restrictions. You know, restaurants could uh, uh, actually open to the public again and all those things. So, anyways, I ended up going to the um, North End, which is Boston's. Italian quarter. And, uh, that's where all the Italian restaurants are. And that's actually where my, my, my father's family, uh, first lived when they came here in the late fifties to early sixties. My grandfather, uh, immigrated here and I believe it was 1958. He came by himself to establish himself. And eventually about three or so years later in December of 1961, my father, 
my grandmother and my father's two sisters, they, they landed in New York City um, and eventually went to Boston. And my grandfather had a house for them on Unity Street in, uh, in the North End, in the uh, uh, infamous North End of Boston. Interestingly enough, and these are things that I would love to talk to you about at some point, or you can hear about it in my other podcast, uh, Joe Unscripted. Um, within about eight, nine months, my grandfather had already bought a house out in the suburbs, which is unheard of back in the day because Italian folks hung out in that neighborhood. And it wasn't quite that time when people were leaving the North End to go live in the suburbs. So that was incredibly, uh, I'm still blown away to this day, given the the difficulties that, that Italians faced during that period. And, you know, also prior to that, my grandfather was able to just work, put money aside and buy himself a house. Wow. That's all I got to say about that. So in any event, so I go to visit the North End and I wasn't sure Sorry, I went off on a tangent there, but these are things, you know, you get to know a little bit about me and my history as we go along with this. That's important to me. It's not just about the photography, about the the mindset of a photographer. It's also me coming to you with my voice, and I want you to know about my, uh, uh, some nice details about my life, and so not so nice details. We're going to talk about everything. Uh, but in any event, I go to the North End, and it was the beginning of June, and I wasn't sure what I was going to do. Mind you, this is almost three years ago, so I was very, very green when it came to photography uh, in manual mode again. And I said, okay, what am I going to do here? I'm going to walk around. I got there like at 6.30 in the morning. And Boston, just so you know, on a weekend, it's pretty dead. I mean, until like 9.30, 10, 10.30 comes around, there's really a, not a lot of activity in Boston. So uh, anyways, there was there was nobody there. So I'm walking the neighborhoods and I'm saying, okay, I like the way that bike is sitting there all by itself. I'll take a picture of that. I like that uh, street sign. I love the texture of that brick. Oh, that's a nice lamp. And even back then, now in retrospect, I'll say it, but back then I think subconsciously I was thinking I need more of a human element. I love to to photograph humans in their environment and that's that's where my street photography shines i like to think and um but i chose to stay there at one point i said oh maybe i should leave the north end and go uh you know across the street to government center and go go look for some activity but i said no no i want to stay here i think i realized that back then uh that i uh i had to force myself to to, to find some sort of photographic subject or, or some vein in what I was doing that would lead to some decent photography. So I was walking around the neighborhood, walking, walking, so I take a turn and I come out to the street. Uh, the main road cutting through the North End is Hanover Street. And um, if you visit Boston and you go down Hanover Street, um, you're, you're in the heart of the North End and all the little side streets split off. I need to drink a little bit here because I'm going to lose my voice. I don't feel like uh, pausing and starting the recording over. So in any event, um, so I'm coming down this little side street and suddenly I hear some voices speaking in Italian. So as you know, I grew up in Italy. I'm fluent in Italian. And um, there was a gentleman uh, speaking to another gentleman. And uh, I sort of stopped and I was just listening. I'm not one of these people that suddenly is like, oh, I'm Italian too. Talk to me too. I just sort of just hung out on the corner. I kept taking photos. I remember taking a picture 
of a drain on the sidewalk. And I was half doing it because I, I wanted to listen to what they had to say. Always curious. And uh, on the other hand, I was really interested in taking a, a picture of the drain on the, on the sidewalk. And suddenly the, the person, uh, he was this real tall, big guy. He's like, hey, what are you doing? And instead of responding in, in English, I actually responded in Italian, which kind of, you know, he was taken aback by it because like, you speak Italian? I said, yes. So we continued the conversation and they were, and they were happily surprised. And we ended up talking for an hour. And then he introduced me to another friend of his, a guy that owns a barber shop. And then the gentleman he originally was talking to owned a, um, a pasta manufacturing company. From He's originally from Rome. And it was just a wonderful conversation. This is the beauty uh, and the, uh, the often unseen side of being a street photographer. If you're willing to have conversations with people, you meet a lot of interesting folks. Or at least have a, just a wonderful conversation about, you know, anything... Uh, uh, Anything you want, really, depending on the situation you're in. And um, so we're, we're going back and forth. And he says, you know, what do you do? I said, well, I'm a photographer. And uh, I have this project called, uh, there's two projects I do, Boston from the Inside, which is a, a, um, a very web-based project, um, you know, similar to Inside Street Photography, but dedicated to Boston. Uh, photos, videos, commentary, culture, history, all that. And then I said, I also do... A, Another project, which is very similar to it, is called Abruzzo from the inside. I was, um, uh, I lived in Abruzzo for, for, for many years as a child. I was almost a teenager. And uh, that was my other project dedicated to that side of, of, of who I was, my, 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 my family, my culture, my history and all that. And um, he was very interested. And, you know, while we're talking, I said, what do you do? He goes, well, I'm a journalist. I said, oh, that's cool. I goes, you, you haven't seen me on TV? I said, no. And unfortunately, I don't watch TV. And uh, he's, I'm on uh, Rai International. Now, Rai is the uh, state-owned Italian um, TV station. They have two of them. I'm sorry, there are three of them. Rai Uno, Rai Due, Rai Tre, which is basically Rai One, Two, Three. And uh, he was part of the Rai International brand, which basically means that everything that they um, do for the people who live outside of the United States, uh, outside of uh, Italy, the, the Italy proper. And uh, I was like, wow, that's so cool. Now, uh, I remember going back to my mom and saying, Ma, do you know this guy? He's like, oh yeah, I see him on TV all the time. And unfortunately, I don't watch TV, so uh, I, I wouldn't know. But anyways, great, great, great guy. We spoke and we, we at one point um, exchanged business cards. And I remember giving him my business card. And uh, I get my business cards uh, made at moo.com, M-O-O. Com. They make phenomenal, phenomenal stuff. And uh, it was a little square card, very, very thick paper. And he was really impressed by that. And I'll never forget the way he responded to that. And I would use the same company to make my real estate business cards as well. I remember giving him those to my uh, clients or potential clients. And they would always comment on, oh, that's really nice. You know, I always love the texture of them. They were just really, really well made, well printed. Anyways, but I, I had everything I needed to sort of uh, kind of uh, really appear professional with him. So that was that. And he says, oh, it was good to meet you. You know, we should get together for coffee sometime, blah, blah, blah. And that was that. About five days after that event, I get a call. So this gentleman's name is Stefano. Uh, Stefano Salimbeni. If you happen to, to follow Rai International, you, you might recognize the name. And... Uh, uh, 
he he calls me says listen i've been thinking about possibly doing a segment about what you do in boston as a photographer and i could do a piece that would be broadcast to the whole world for the Ryan international i cannot tell you how nervous i got when he said that to me i i was i was stoked at the idea but at the same time i uh my goodness i can't even tell you how i felt i was so nervous and I told him, I was honest with him. I said, listen, I don't know if I can, <laughs> at performance anxiety, I don't know if I can make this happen. He's like, don't worry. He said, well, everything's going to be fine. We're just going to follow you around and blah, blah, blah. I said, okay, what's the worst you know, that can happen? Now, mind you, if you, were, if you were to come up to me today, I, I would be totally comfortable with it just because I've grown a lot in the last three years. You know, uh, I'm comfortable in this space. And uh, yeah, everything is good. But back then, I was very new at it. Um, but I've always been adventurous. Part of this street photography mindset that I have, the adventure, the unknown, uh, constantly being challenged, uh, this was right in the vein of what, I, of what I'd like to do. So I said, okay, that sounds good. So we ended up setting up a date to get together. He says, listen, I'll, I'll come to your house and we'll, how about we just start the day at your house and we'll film you in the morning, you know, maybe a cup of coffee. He said, perfect, that sounds great. So he shows up at the house and uh, with this camera man, and I was just stoked. I was like, I can't believe this is happening. I, said, I just happened to be walking around the city with my camera in hand, and this fell on my lap. My goodness. And uh, he shows up with a, uh, with a box of cannoli, cannoli, for those of you who really want to know how to pronounce it correctly. And uh, he had uh, purchased them at a uh, pastry shop in Gloucester, Massachusetts. In Boston, we say Gloucester. And they were so good. You know, I never knew that that place existed. And the uh, owner of that pastry shop is actually from Sicily, Sicilia. And uh, that's the, the birthplace of, of, of cannoli, of cannoli. And oh, by the way, I got to, you know, as we go along here, yes, this is about photography. This is about us as photographers, as street photographers. But every once in a while, it's good to just learn about culture and pronunciation, how to say things. So people say cannolis. It's not cannolis. So it's one cannolo, all right? That's the singular version. And it's two cannoli. So it's, you say, can I have a cannolo? That's how you would actually say it. Or if you want two, can I have two cannoli? And that's a no S at the end because it's already plural. Just want to let you know. Just want to let you know, all right? So anyways, we sit down and they start recording. I'm making a nice uh, uh, espresso and uh, I'm eating the... Uh, the, the cannolo. <laughs> and, uh, and then he says, okay, I think we get enough footage here. Oh, they're, they're watching me on my computer as I'm, as I'm uh, editing some, um, uh, some photographs. And, uh, you know, eventually he asked me, listen, you got to send me a whole bunch of stuff that you photograph so we can, you know, do a montage for the, uh, for the segment for the TV uh, clip. I said, sounds great. Uh, we end up, we end up going into Boston. We actually went to the North End where we met and uh, they followed me around as I did what I did. He interviewed me, asked me some questions, and it was it was awesome. It was absolutely phenomenal. What an experience that was! And I remember towards the end of it, just having this different confidence about me. And I like to say, generally, I've always been a pretty confident person, even if I'm feeling things on the inside that I want to share with anybody. 
uh, I've, again, the sense of adventure that I have kind of uh, trumps all of that feeling of uneasiness. And I just go along with it. It's the same thing with music. Generally, I love performing. I don't get nervous about performing. The only time I ever do get nervous is if, if it's a new venue. And I just have a little bit of pressure on me to make sure the sound is good. Uh, you know, you never know how the sound is going to reverberate against certain walls or, you know, the ceiling's too low or the ceiling's too high. So you get you get a little nervous. But once you get past that hurdle, everything is fine. So it's probably the same thing with this as well. I've, I've never done this before, but they put me at ease. Uh, they were total professionals at what they were doing. And it was absolutely, absolutely wonderful. And um, so a few months go by and eventually he reaches out to me. He's like, hey, Joe, um, the uh, the segment's going to be on in, I forget, it was like in a week or so. And I was, I was just stoked. I was absolutely stoked. I can't believe this. And I remember announcing it to as many people as I could. Say, hey, I'm going to be on on TV. And um, that clip was shown all over the world. Wherever there's a presence for Rye International, that was shown. Within, I don't know, an hour of that clip being shown, I ended up getting all these messages from all over the world, from Australia, from South Africa, from Belgium, from, I think it was France, from another person in Asia, somewhere in Asia as well. And I was, I couldn't believe this. I said, this is amazing. This is absolutely amazing. And um, I can't tell you what that did to how I felt about what I was doing. It didn't make me famous or anything. I guess it made me famous for a few minutes for the people who saw, at least they, they had a little bit of name recognition now. Say, oh, I know Joe DeMail. Yeah, I know. DeMail. And um, so why am I saying this to you? It's all about the opportunities that we have that fall on, on our lap. Are we ready? I got to drink again. I'm going to drink with you, okay? Cheers. Salute. Got to drink. Hydrate. Very important. Um, this is all about opportunity and being able to turn something into something worthwhile. Now, I'd like to think that my personality, and again, this, this is going to sound conceited, like I'm patting myself on the back about, you know, my, my demeanor. But generally speaking, uh, people enjoy talking to me. People enjoy uh, my friendship or wh whatever it is. I, I think I like to think I'm a pretty decent person and I'm, I'm pretty engaging. And ultimately, and I'm also professional when it comes down to it. So when I met with Steph, I know in that, in that corner there at the, um, in the North End, uh, you know, I was able to have a conversation. I was able to open up, talk about what I did. Uh, the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing, uh, sort of show him through words the passion I had for uh, for the subjects that I was covering, both in Boston and you know things that had to do with my culture back in Italy, and uh, and I was also able to follow that all up with a business card, a legitimate business card with a legitimate email address and address and all that stuff. So I guess the the idea here is I hope this inspires you because these moments, I, I forget that this happens sometime and I'm constantly telling myself, Joe, you're not getting out there enough. If you want to be uh, a street photographer of a certain caliber, you need to constantly get out there. Boston, New York, travel the world, do everything you have. Now, I know the world side of it, it can be difficult, it's expensive. You know, I, I work, I can't just be traveling all the time. But if you don't go out there and have the conversations with people, uh, none of this stuff ever happens. So if there are any of you who want to take this to the next level, 
you need to network and you need to talk to folks that can help you get there. And, uh, you know, my, my, my goals for this project are big. You know, it's about sharing my photography. And that's probably the smallest part of it. But a lot of it is for me to have conversations with you like this through this podcast to finally get my YouTube channel started. Uh, that way I can showcase other photographers or, you know, basically walk walk the beat of street walking, of street, of street photography. I'm a street walker. And, um, and explore the world that surrounds me. But I got to be prepared too. You're going to meet people. You might, you might meet that one person who can who can make you in this business, you know, whatever you want to call them, this passion. But ultimately, everything is a business depending on what direction you want to go with it. I, I want to make a business out of this and keep the passion behind it, keep the purity and the genuine sense of why I do things while being able to make a few bucks at it. So that little event of being shown all around the world is just one thing that I can add to my, my resume of, uh, of, of the exposure that I've had over the years. I have a long road to go. There's a lot more that I need to do. Uh, there are so many of you that I need to get on this podcast and connect with and uh, and, and network with. And uh, like I said before, I would love to have a, a portal where people say, "Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to Zimbabwe," and I, I would love to meet up with somebody who knows the area and can, uh, you know, th- there are people of various um, uh, uh, skill levels when it comes to photography. So you might have a person who just wants a guide to show them where, where to go to take photos, or you might have a person who's looking to learn photography and know where to go. So I would love to have a website that that puts that all into, uh, into one place. So it, this is just interesting stuff. But ultimately, again, this is a podcast about opportunity, how to take advantage of it, and, and more than anything, just learning that we need to get out there. We need to be active. If you're an introvert, Try to open your world up to the outside. If you're an extrovert, try to hold a little bit in because sometimes we can we can appear loud to people, and uh, and just try to blend in to any situation that you can for the sake of opening up doors. And that's it. That's all I got. Do you have any questions, comments, anything about this? You can email me at uh, InsideStreetPhotography at gmail.com. Of course, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook at StreetPhotography.com. Not Take, get rid of the .com, sorry, just at street photography, inside, goodness, I don't even know my own brand, at inside street photography, there is a Facebook page, um, and there's a Facebook group, there are two, I'm still looking to develop those, because that's a great place to have conversations, but I haven't developed them enough yet, I mean, we got to get some people interested, but if you go and you look for the group, um, if you request a membership, I will let you in, and then as we grow that page, uh, it'll get more exciting. I guarantee it. Anyways, let's turn up the music. Can't thank you enough for being part of this. And uh, please let me know you listen. Send me, if you listen to this show, please go on to Instagram or email me again, insidestreetphotography at gmail.com and let me know who you are. I'm really interested. I hope I get to the point where I have so many real interested listeners that I, it's going to be hard for me to reply back. But in the meantime, if I only have a few listeners out there, please let me know who you are. I would love to get to know you. All right? I'm done. Arrivederci. Au revoir. Hasta luego. Adios. In every other language. We'll talk soon. Ciao.